You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Today we have the final piece of the interview puzzle as we are joined by Tim and Danny. Yes, we finally got to chat to Tim and Danny and it was really great to hear about their journey and a little bit more about them. So take a listen. Tim and Danny, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We're so excited we finally get to chat to you. Thanks for having us. We're really excited to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, excited to be here. I've listened to every single other one. It's about time that we finally got our chance to say our things. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Lego Masters journey? Tell us everything. It was really crazy because like before the show, I had nearly no Lego ability at all. It was all Tim. I've always been his helper. So um, it was really weird to be kind of on the spot and learning and Tim taught me like crazy amount of stuff in such a short amount of time and it was just massive. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it was, it, it's very hard to put into words, but like um, it was an absolute fantastic blast. There was, you know, lots of high points. There was lots of low points, but I think the best experience of the whole thing was probably being able to go, I went on that show and I did that with my wife and look how much we've grown because of our time on the show. Like as soon as like Lego Masters was announced for season one, we wanted to do it like straight away. Danny said, if I'm going to support you in this hobby, you know, go big or go home. But um, Danny fell pregnant with our second one so we kind of <laughs> couldn't have a chance to go on the show and I said if I wanted to go on this on this show the person I'd want to do it with would be Danny so we sort of held off and we're like mm, if season two comes out we'll definitely give it a crack um and well look where we are so <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice that you knew from the start that you wanted to do it together um you obviously were the only couple on the show that we know of. I'll put that out there. There are any secret <laughs> couples for free to spill. Um, but was it ever like hard or awkward being the only couple? There was a few stresses that we had that you could probably say are very unique to us. Um, I mean, we got along very well on the set by playfully bickering to each other <laughs> over a few things. Um, however, because we both come from the same whole household, we both have the same experience with Lego, which means that we were both good at the same sort of things if not like myself having a little bit more strength in certain elements than Danny did but we both had the same weaknesses as well so anything that was like space wasn't our big thing anything technic like I don't we don't have much technic in the house at all so you know we share the same sort of strengths and mentality but we also have the same downfalls as well yeah no that's a great point because we saw on the show uh, right at the beginning that Tim you have like a dedicated Lego room and Danny was pretty much like, yeah, I'm not really allowed in there, but judging by Instagram lately, it looks like maybe you are now allowed in the special Lego room. I I have 100% joined onto the um, hobby now because before, like I said, I was kind of the sidekick and helped him um, be ready for exhibitions. But now I've kind of come into my own and I've got my own style and what I like to build. And I get to start off with this massive brick pit. So um, <laughs> that's um, best thing I could do, I guess, is just join on now. <laughs> Speaking of the brick pit, one of the other contestants we chatted to mentioned that, Tim, you memorized the brick pit on the show. Is that right? Oh, like crazy. <laughs> um, I, if I'm really passionate about something, I will remember it like you would not believe. Um, by the end of the first challenge, I had the entire brick pit memorized because Danny was forgetting a few little points here and there. And we went back to the hotel and I drew her a map. And then I think, yeah, Iona, Jay and Stani, they'd come into the pit and they'd be like, where are wheels? I'm like, I haven't used them yet, but you know, they're on the opposite side 
to those you know colored bricks that are about the second row down on the far left-hand side when you're looking at it. And they were like, oh, cool, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know, it's a weird gift. I'd, I'd say it's a useless life skill, but it was kind of helpful. That's insane. Definitely a good skill to have on the show. <laughs> I think a, a bit of that skill comes from... Danny actually, like when Danny was helping me build these little tiny models and stuff way before the show, she'd pull out this like really abstract random piece and she'd be like, what is this from? What set does this come from? And so she'd always like test me to try and think of where Lego bricks came from. So I guess that's sort of how that developed into a skill. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll take credit. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously memorizing the brick pit is an amazing skill to have. And you said that you guys kind of developed a style and Danny especially kind of grew throughout the season. When you compare your first build and your last build, do you really see that growth between yourselves? Oh, for sure. Um, That first build, I pretty much was under instruction from Tim while I was working out the brick pit and um, a style that I could create and do my own thing because you don't want to be relying on one person for the whole show. And in that last build, I built an entire mechanism that mostly worked Um, and I was able to build a spaceship and I was able to do all these new things. So for me particularly, um, there was a huge point of growth um, with my Lego building. You know, there's a few things in that time that we're on the show that are purely Danny's idea that we sort of rolled with and it worked and it's like massive credit to her. It's a different way that I could have ever thought. At the start, it was just me sort of directing and by the end, we were an actual team. And speaking of, of that dynamic, I've got to ask Danny, since being on the show, have you now watched Star Wars? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I'm a little, <laughs> that was a pretty rough day of building and I, I'm just not ready to confront that again. <laughs> just take a little bit of time and I will watch it all eventually, but I'm just waiting to be in the right mood for it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the topic of Star Wars, I guess this is a question for both of you, but maybe it's more for Tim. If you had pulled a different brick out, so you pulled out light side or neutral instead of dark side, what would you guys have built? Do you have any idea? So I, I've been thinking about this one a lot. Like I was excited to pull out Empire because I'm like, yes, Empire is black, sleek and cool. And then when Danny turned to me and said, I haven't watched Star Wars in like 10 years, I'm like, oh, great, we're screwed. <laughs> the main part of that comes from Danny's strength is what we like to call whimsy it's bringing colorful charm into it and empire is very much not that so if we got republic or even if we got the gray zone we would have built something so much better i'll be (laughs) honest um in an ideal world i would have liked to pull out the gray because brickman was saying it has the least amount of reference material but that gives us a lot more creative juices i guess to really take it in our own direction and if we pulled out the republic i definitely would have done some sort of ship from like the clone wars like i I probably offend a few people but i do like the clone wars in the prequel era a little bit more than the original trilogy um and that's mainly because also those vehicles are bright and colorful as well so we would have been very in our element for those two but empire was just stacked against us as soon as danny said i haven't watched star wars (laughs) in 10 years yeah (laughs) danny earlier you mentioned mentioned uh, that final build where you got to build the UFO. Once the judging was over, uh, did you guys try to get the UFO to come out of the warehouse? No, I wish we did because it's really hard to know why it got caught Mm. when it had tested so well. And we wondered if maybe it was because it was moved, but it's one of those things. It's a competition. And if it's not working at presentation time, that's just how it is. But um, I really wish they let me shake it around a little bit just so we could see it happen. But no, we couldn't. It's a shame. (laughs) (laughs) At any point during that build, were you guys 
thinking, all right, let's just ditch this UFO and try come up with something else? Or were you determined to get that thing working? We were pretty determined because Brickman had put so much emphasis on it and how much of a wow factor it was. And it really seemed like it was all about the UFO coming up. And it was that whole movement he was banking on to see us get through. So we were very committed to the idea. Yeah. And like when Brickman comes up to you during those builds and has those chats with you, if something's not working, he'll tell you when to ditch it. But because it was working at the table and he was coming over and giving us like a big, like, the, you know, a big amount of support and telling Danny she was doing really well. And he saw the mechanism working. Um, so he never told us to ditch it because he saw it working. But it's just literally comes down to that little bit of bad luck at the last moment. And even watching it back on TV, he said the UFO is everything. And we're like, oh, good thing we didn't decide to ignore him. And we went for it anyway. Yeah, it's always a tough one trying to balance what Brickman says and what's happening and what you want to do. Like I can imagine it's just really difficult in the moment. You're like, let's just throw everything at this. If it had risen out of that building, it would have been absolutely spectacular. It mm. was just a bit of bad luck. Otherwise, it, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. I can't believe I managed to make a mechanism that only went up and not back down. Like, I'm, I'm so thrilled about that. <laughs> I think from talking to other contestants in the show, everyone's like overwhelming feedback on Brickman is just like, he's amazing. He's the best. He gives us so much support, which is amazing because we obviously love him too. Though on the podcast, we have talked a lot about how difficult it must be to be the only judge um, because obviously it's just kind of his opinion. Do you guys think maybe a second judge for season three could be a good idea? I mean, I, I think how, like a lot of people see it as just being him, but he does bounce a lot of the stuff off of Hamish as well. So mm -hmm. maybe if Hamish had a little bit more of a sway, but I don't feel like a second judge might be the right way to go. They have done that with the, um, the US Lego Masters series. And what actually ends up happening is that these two, can, that these two judges over at the US, they have these lots, these conversations off screen and then everybody hounds them for changing their mind between episodes or um, one comes across as like good cop and bad cop whereas Brickman every single like thought process that he's having with Hamish and how he's judging it it's consistent all the way through and you can see his train of thought so I think bringing a second judge in could probably just complicate it okay that's a great point we um we have also said especially after the finale that we wish Hamish had a bit more say in the show or at least that he got to vote in the finale we were so <laughs> devastated that he doesn't get to vote if you guys were in that finale with the whole you know 18 hours blank slate do what you like had you guys started planning what you would have built for that or was it just too hard to think about um we did have a plan we kind of do we still want to build it for um brickvention in a year and a bit um it's gonna take a little while to get all the parts we want but it was gonna be um centralized around a big creature build because that was our um our thing <laughs> yeah it was pretty much just going to be a pure combination of our talents the creature build side of things and that trademark whimsy again so <laughs> bright colors and all that fun stuff and so with that perspective like those two things being your talents when you look back across all the things you built across the season is there any build in particular that stands out as your favorite or the one you're most proud of uh, my favorite is the anglerfish right it was uh, quite tragic when the fin fell off, but I am so proud of that anglerfish. It was such a ridiculous idea. Um, and full credit to Danny, that was also her idea as well. We sat there for that whole hour 
whilst Jay and Stani had that advantage and she was bouncing up and down going, I've got an idea, but I can't tell you. And the <laughs> moment it happened, I'm like, all right, you tell me your idea, then I'll tell you my idea and we'll go from there. And Danny just went anglerfish. I'm like, all right, we're doing your idea. She's like, what's your idea? I'm like, I don't care. We're doing your idea. I can remember um, Alex and Jackson, they asked us in the brick pit. They're like, you know, what are you doing? We said anglerfish. And they're like, oh, that sounds tricky. And then there was a point where about like an hour before the build finished where I saw Alex pop his head, like look up and look across the room. And it was almost like his jaw hit the floor. He was just that blown away. And that was like a huge, like big moment for us. Um, I know that Danny's is the popcorn box and I'm not going to live that down for my entire marriage. (laughs) That popcorn box was just ridiculous because it's such a simple idea and it was perfect for the challenge utilizing the shake and I feel like the Lego gods themselves whispered it in my ear because (laughs) I don't think I've ever had an idea that good before and I I think I peaked. (laughs) I do want to talk about us a little bit more actually. Yeah, That doesn't come across too sort of cocky. When we're actually on the show, there's like a small little segment where they talk about us but if you go onto our thing on the, the actual channel nine website there's a this video segment that talks about us a little bit more but they didn't put it on the show because it is admittedly a little dark um like danny and i how the lego hobby started for the both of us sort of happened around the point when i ended up in hospital with a brain tumor um so like lego was always a thing that i did growing up it was just this constant thing i never grew out of it and then when i was on holiday away in brisbane with my family i actually ended up getting a brain tumor and they told me i had three weeks to live and danny flew all the way across the country to come be with me in hospital and actually sat down with me in the hospital with lego and that was sort of the point where she started getting involved with the hobby because she realized it was not going away anytime soon. Kind of a big deal. Um, I got told I had three weeks to live, six and a half weeks in hospital, six and a half months of recovery. It was all very intense. But like, that's how Lego started for us. We're not just this couple that's from Geelong who just happened to be into Lego. It has a very big personal like beginning point for us, I guess. I guess that's what we've been aiming to do with our Instagram lately is to kind of show who we are and what we love and yeah. share those passions with those watching. And I've noticed a lot of kids from the schools I've been teaching at, they've been visiting our Instagram and interacting a lot and they all seem to be getting excited about D&D and it's been (laughs) just a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing with us because I think that's really important and it's really great to get to learn a little bit more about you guys and how you came here and why you do Lego and that's ultimately the whole point of the show, right? I think the thing to take away from it all is it's not really a tragic backstory. It's more of an inspirational, um, you know, everything worked out and sometimes things go right and that's what we kind of want our story to do for people is to inspire people not to be like yeah we're a sob story feel bad for us you find your passion you stick to it you make the most of your life and sometimes things go amazingly right yeah exactly and obviously you've come out on the other side you've got two beautiful children like you said so yeah that's that's really amazing and it's so good that you could carry your passion for lego kind of through this whole thing and be on a show about it. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Oh, thanks for having us. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks so much for listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. And I think that's what we're going to call the season finale of the podcast for Mm -hmm. for this year, right? 
Yeah, I think that's probably a wrap. <laughs> I mean, we're going to keep across all the news about what's happening with Season 3 and once big news starts happening, we'll be right back. But until then, this is it. So thanks so much for listening across the last few months. If you have any questions, you can still shoot them to us on Instagram. My Instagram is at Parente Swag King. And mine is at Zoe Peck underscore. Definitely hit us up if you want. Otherwise, we will probably see you for Season 3. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.